reality we calibrated we're trying our best to not masturbate it something something and we're doing it deflated and inflated deflated that's all right welcome in is that our new uh, intro yeah that's the new intro man <laughs> every time i want this just i just want it i actually i want it looped three times back to back before the start and just and i'll pay somebody to to, to add a add a beat behind it all right yeah you can add that beat dude that's easy you just pound on something and record it that's true it, it's funny that you actually did something with the intro there i was talking to ariel before like i got started and i was like we should redo the intro for this episode and just cough to the beat of the song cough that's a good idea too right. uh well, well danny uh, you said it this is reality recalibrated so this is your show oh that's right i for, that's right. forget that it's your show I'm so not good at this. I'm not good at looking at things as mine. <laughs> it's hard, hard for me to own shit. Well, but, uh, <laughs> this is your top. What are we but you know about? what? I'm about to own it. I'm about to own it. We're we're doing a coronavirus extravaganza. You know, another way to be putting would to put it would be um, baby pandemonium right now. Baby pandemonium. <laughs> Baby pandemonium, dude. <laughs> That's where we're at. I think. But yeah, so let's just let's just explore the 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 vast expanse of society and just everything right now. Okay. And taking okay. into and taking into account a. What we're taking into account the virus spread, the economy, and everything in between. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're just gonna have a, a holistic conversation about what the fuck is going on right now. Yeah, what the fuck is going on right now? And, and I, Sorry, what is what the fuck is going on right now? Before we get started, I, I think it's, it's 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 in our best interest to to just put all of our cards on the table here. I work in communications. And you're you give people breathing treatments for a living. So neither of us are really um, experts on viral everything or or anything to do with 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 this. Uh, all I of mean, these yeah, well, sure. I mean, I, I'm, second I'm, and third I'm, hand. I don't know. I'm literally confronting COVID nineteen in my hospital in the ER. So I am I am I am in a unique position. I've seen some things. So you, so you've actually seen patients with, yes, I've had to double, double mask up where, where an N95 mask with another mask on top of it to just try to protect, try to protect myself. Oh, wow. You could be infected right now and not even know it. It's very pot. You know, it is. That's as, one of the as, concerns as, as that, young, like the, that you are, you, you may not be presenting any, any, uh, any signs of the virus yeah that's true we don't know yet but that yeah that's that's one of the big concerns about the whole thing is that it's it's uh it's very contagious and spreads very easily and it's like russian roulette it hits some people really really hard and other people it doesn't and I, I, it, like from from what you from what you understand is that does that have anything to do with age or at, yeah of course yeah the data is showing like it dramatically is affecting older populations a lot more than younger ones. Yeah, yeah. 
and 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 I, I don't want to be the podcast that just re- reiterates everything that you know the CDC is saying. Like, if you're listening, yeah, but it's, you, you almost feel like it's your responsibility to try to, though. You know, right? You got we got a platform. It's like it's a responsibility to try to give accurate information. Well, well, that's that, that's not what I mean. I, we're going to do our best to give accurate inform- accurate information. I just don't want to be like, okay, now wash your hands and uh, then. But make sure you stand six feet away from your buddy. Like, yeah, I got you. I get you. Like, no, no. I, I, I think what, what we, what we need to do is kind of contextualize it for people in our situation, and that is, we're still. It's at least from from my point of view, like Central Mississippi is still very detached from this whole problem. Yeah, as of yet, yeah, correct. Yeah, Central Mississippi is earlier, and I mean they they haven't started to see it balloon yet. <laughs> right, right. And it's a matter of time. It's going to happen. We're going to have a you know a whole bunch of people get this disease, this 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 virus. But because of the problem, or but because it do, it's not presenting itself, all of the, the the you know the mandatory this and the shutting down of that and 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 the social distancing. Like, for a lot of people, it just seems like a joke. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it really does. You know, it, it really does. Like and that's that's a whole area we can go down. The whole area we can go down is the state of our knowledge and truth institutions to be able to spread the right information and have it be believed and uh, respected and and. I almost said obeyed, but see, that's the problem is it can be viewed as though it's like authority, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's in this country has a long history of that, of resisting authority. Yes. Yes. And the South has an even longer history of resisting authority. All right. So, 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 so yeah, yeah. It's, I can't tell you how many Facebook posts and tweets I've seen where some whack job is claiming that this is all just a distraction tactic that since it's no worse than the flu, we're overreacting and uh, this is all a bid to do this, 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 or this, or the media is just trying to, to stack the deck against Trump. That way he'll lose the election later this year. Yeah. It's just there, there's like, so many crazy fucking conspiracy. Yeah. Con- conspiracy, conspiracy theories floating around. And the only thing we've been fed is shit from the CDC. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, and, you know, uh, the president's remarks and reactions to it also yeah, play yeah, a role, I think. It's been gone for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's another huge thing to talk about because I think this is, this is a big part of what we're going through, too, is that the, you know, the, the, the leader, who is leading us and what is his voice right now and what are his uh, how is he carrying himself and what messages is he sending out you know yeah and it, it just feels i don't know it just feels really small it doesn't feel i don't know it just feels small like i i've watched his his last two addresses uh like friday and the one today being the monday and uh he 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 clearly has a script. He's he's working from some sort of prepared paperwork. Correct. 
But every time he looks up from it, he immediately starts ad-libbing, and he goes directly into Trump speak. Yeah. yeah I mean, you almost feel like whoever writes his transcripts, like he literally has no – he doesn't talk – he doesn't have any say-so in the transcript. It's like the transcripts is written – and because he's never even rehearsed any of it or even knows what he's about to read, he just goes wherever he goes. Just goes wherever he goes. He's never rehearsed talking like a real human being. So when asked to do so, it's really you know hard for him. Yeah, but, like both of these addresses that I've watched, you know, it, it like some good things have come out of it, you know, like don't gather more than 50 people. And today it was no more than 10 people and it's officially a state of emergency. You know, there, there's, there are steps in this process that have to happen and those steps are being communicated, you know, correct. But during the actual press conference side of it, Trump is very much, let me stand up, say some words and then immediately let other people talk because he clearly is not comfortable talking the minute details of this shit. No, yeah, no, he's not. He's not, which, which, oddly enough, is working in his favor because the more he shuts up and lets the smart people talk, the more the right message gets communicated. Uh, that's a good point, I guess. That's a decent point. You know, he still he still is flubbing up his shit a lot, especially last week in his address from the Oval, Oval yeah. Office. Yeah, he still inserts himself into... Like, that's the problem. I don't know. It's like... Yeah, he's stepping away, but it's not done. It's done in such a, a weak ass way, dude. I mean, a, like a, a strong leader does this in a in a way that's in, I don't know that that brings people together and just gets people some kind of hope. But I mean, he's this thing just seems too big. It just feels too big for the government to solve. Like that's where we're at. And and the thing is, the government can't solve it. Now the, yeah, the government can't solve it. They they can they can you know guide everyone, give them direction. They can you know even place curfews out there. But it but it's up to people to believe that their actions have consequences. Yeah, yeah. And the, the way this virus works is, if you're seeing consequences, it's too fucking late. Yeah, it's exactly so right. It's 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 literally the worst. Worst case scenario for the American mindset of prove prove it, fucker, which is oh yeah, you know, that that's the American mindset. Prove it. Yeah, and the problem is like you want to you want to prove it to them, and they're like, but wait a minute, this like this causes an awful lot of pain to prove it. Yeah, and and when you start showing numbers, you know, without the proper, you know, if if the person you're trying to prove it to is not in the right mindset or doesn't understand the gravity of it, they're going to say, oh, well, that's not a lot of people. Right. How many people die every year from this? I mean, I, I keep running across people that are just like, they literally just view it. They view it as like statistics. Like they, they don't actually imagine what it would for every person that's dying, that the, the stress it's putting on these people around them. Yeah, <laughs> they just don't. They don't see that part of it. It's just numbers. It's just numbers. Yeah, it's mostly going to kill eighty-year-olds. They've lived a long life. It's fine. That's all they look at it like. It's just nuts. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like 
I'm not going to say that I was one of those assholes because I've been pretty level-headed since the beginning, I'd like to think. But it really hit home when my wife was like, I'm worried. I don't want anything to happen to X person or X person. And they were both very old people. And my thoughts were, well, they're not going to get it. They're, you know, they, they're, they live in a rural environment, but that's not how it works. You know, every single person that person interacts with could be carrying it. That's right. All they do is contract it and shit could go really sideways very quickly. That's right. Or they have to go to the doctor for some other, there's, there's going to be a reason that they have to go out. Right. A trip to the fucking Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, you got to get groceries here and there. You got to do that. Uh-huh. Or you got to rely on people to bring it to you, which re- still requires humans coming in contact with you. So it, it's it, like, I, I would be lying if I told you I trust the American people to follow directions. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will say that the roads and, and, and just I've, I have left the house several times the past couple of days just to make like a run to the store and back. And it looks like a different world out there. Like five o'clock traffic is no more. Yep. Uh, there, there's no lines for anything except groceries. You know, like I, I, I stopped by the little Caesars today to grab some pizza and there was literally no one in the building except the people baking pizzas. And really? that's the first time I've ever seen that at that location. So people are either listening or these forced closures are kind of forcing their hand. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, yeah, the forced closures. I mean, yeah, it's, it's creating a feeling of something is, is different because of this, right? It's creating this, it's almost like Katrina kind of feel, you know? It's like some there's like a there's a little sense of anarchy in the air or something, dude. I can't describe it exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anarchy is the right word. <laughs> very much an every man for himself vibe yeah, going. Baby pandemonium is what it feels <laughs> like. Uh, so so like Obviously, what the goal here is is to what, what what's the what's the catchphrase? Drop the curve or beat the curve or the hell flatten flatten the curve flatten the curve. Like once, like everyone that I've talked to that understands the curve, understands the need to keep it under the, you know, the, the basically the the invisible line that the healthcare system can can yeah can, can accommodate can accommodate. Yeah. Like everyone who understands that understands their, you know, their responsibility. A yeah, lot well, that's people... something maybe we could discuss too. Is the curve okay. just a? That's like something that's probably informative that maybe not everybody has encountered yet. Probably most people have that actually. I don't know. Hopefully, um, but yeah, yeah. But so, so like, the American medical system can only accommodate so many people in it at at any given time. Right. There's a ceiling to it. At some point, there's there's a ceiling. And once like, like once enough people walk into the hospital and say, I think I have Corona, I need to be tested and or, you know, admitted. At some point, we have to start turning people away. Yeah, that's that's the real problem is you get to a point where. 
you only have, like as a respiratory therapist, we only have so many breathing machines. We only have so many ventilators and life support equipment. What, okay. Here's here's where something you can come in. What is a ventilator? Because I, I I've heard that word spoken many times by a lot of people over the past four days. One of them is yeah. Trump. I know for fucking fact he doesn't know what a ventilator is. <laughs> but yeah, for I mean, in the most layman's of terms, uh, sometimes at the hospital you have somebody that can't breathe on their own and will put a tube down their throat, and then. Like the most basic way is you would put a ba- an ambu bag on the end of that tube, like a like a ambulance driver does, and just squeeze the bag and blow air into their lungs every now and then. That's the most basic form of a ventilator, and then the most complex ones, you know, it's these computer they're computer run and they blow air at the exact uh, amount of how many how many milliliters of air do we want to deliver to this patient's lungs, and it's just all it's just computers that deliver these flows and stuff for you. Flows and pressures and things like that. So, it, I mean, this life support is basically what it is. It keeps people breathing when they can't breathe on their own. Okay, okay, and 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 we yeah we have a finite number of those. Yeah. So if the if the healthcare system is overtaxed, there's a situation where you don't have any more of those breathing machines. So you either, I mean, what what you end up having to do is. Um, make stopgap measures like you use. You, somebody sits there and bags a patient for six hours straight. You know, a just complete waste of time that, that could be used on helping another patient. You just start to get swamped, basically overwhelmed, and you don't have the staff to handle the problems. Huh. That's if it gets overwhelmed, though. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's basically what we're trying to prevent because, yes, if you get 80% of the people who get this virus are going to be fine. You know, another, let's say, 15% are going to have a real shitty time but survive, and less than 5% will straight up die. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we lose 4% of our people, let's say 2% of those were preventable, then – we failed, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be preventable in the in this. Yeah, this is where you get into uh, what is preventable because it goes back to the same idea of what are we really in control of and what aren't we in control of? You know, like are we truly in control of of the spread of a virus and this and the response to it, or is it, it's just like a, a hurricane? You know, you. Hurricanes just fuck you up, <laughs> you know, and the, the government can only do so much to, to respond to it. And it, it comes down to like individuals and their reactions in their own lives and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so that, that's, the, the, yeah, there's just a, I don't know. It's, it's what we were talking about with how much power do or how much blame or how much do we expect from these things and do we expect people to actually you know follow the rules and i don't know it like seeing it seeing it like everyone making a run on fucking toilet paper yeah it's like that's very discouraging <laughs> yeah i mean but the, the, yeah i mean we're about to start getting into economics too Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 make that jump because, uh, predictably, 
the the stock market has been out of fucking control this week. Yeah, it's most of it has been down. In the past two weeks, um, they've had to pause the stock market three times because it's dropped seven percent or more. And if it crosses a seven percent threshold, there's a fifteen minute break in trading. At ten percent, no. At fifteen percent, there is a a one hour break, and at twenty percent or more, they they stop for the entire day if it drops that much. Mm-hmm. And and we've hit ten percent. We've hit ten percent like two or three times now. Ten percent losses. I mean, that's colossal losses. Yeah, yeah. Just about twenty percent of the stock market. But actually, after today, probably twenty three, twenty four percent of the stock market we've lost. So so so, I, I'm not I'm not big on stocks or under. I understand it kind of. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean a f- almost a fourth of the money that was in the stock market is just gone now? Just uh, a devaluation of everything, you know. So you had you had a hundred k in AT and T stock. Well. It's lost 25% of its value over the past three weeks. And so now you have 75K in AT&T stock. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's what ends up happening is there's a devaluing error. Everything starts to lose value. Hmm. And, and, I, and I've heard all kinds of, like, uh, Theories that you know, all this is doing is proving that it, the stock was inflated to start with, and and blah blah blah. Trump Trump economics don't work, and I don't. I, I'm not going to pretend to know what any of that means. But what I do yeah, know, inflated is. Go ahead. Yeah. What, what what I do know is that if the stock market assumes that we're going to live our lives day to day buying certain things this, the way we've bought things for 20, 30, 40, 50 years and then suddenly we completely change all of our purchasing patterns yeah shit's going to go sideways like i know that much yeah like yeah toilet paper all of a sudden becomes this really valuable thing you know yeah, <laughs> instead and, of and like we shut down every fucking restaurant instead of restaurants, across yeah, the country, yeah, and you think about like what we're still talking about a broader economy uh, beyond stocks is that the you know like our servers they are they have um, chosen they have they have chosen a path in the economy too. It's not trading stocks; it's selling their labor by by delivering food to patrons. And receiving tips and money for it, they're relying on the account of on this to happen. That's just the choice they made. Maybe it wasn't the best. Maybe they should have went and learned how to code or whatever these fuckers say. Yeah, well, down them, but they, they didn't. They should have just fucking chose a real job, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's like all these people that have chosen a path that it's it's about to get walloped for a while. And the rest of the economy is going to keep running. The landlords are still going to be wanting their rent. And the bill collectors are still going to want their bills paid. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, then, then their money goes down. And I mean, you know, I mean it, it, it's going to, it's, there's a potential for teenage pandemonium to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and 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 like 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 every problem that we come across this is going to affect literally the most vulnerable vulnerable people across the board whether it be absolutely in in poorest health the oldest people the people on government assistance people who are barely making uh you know making their life work ch- check to check like yeah. rich people might get sick the higher up the ladder you go, I'll just say this, the higher up the ladder you go, the more likely it is that you're going to have toilet paper. <laughs> like, like, so, so like, like last week, last, was it, what was it, was Thursday or Friday or something like that? Like when shit completely hit the fan, you know, they canceled the NBA for the, or they, they postponed the NBA, they canceled the NCAA, the, the, like soccer stopped, the NHL stopped. And the, the icing on the cake was fucking Tom Hanks has the coronavirus, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. This shit, I was already a little worried, but now shit's kind of real, right? Fucking, when was that? How how long ago was that now? It was like, it feels, I think, Thursday. It feels like that was like a month ago. Right, right. And But my, my first thought was, oh, man, Forrest Gump has fucking corona? But then it hit me. That's he's a rich man. He's gonna be fine. He, yep, he'll be fine, dude. Like he's gonna be fine. His family's gonna be fine. It's gonna suck for him for a while, but he's gonna be fine. He's not who I'm worried about in this this, this whole yeah. pandemonium thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. The people that that you have to we we're requiring people to worry about are people that they've never seen or even known or even know exist. It's like people that. You don't know you're caring about, you know. <laughs> That's really hard for people, or or people that they actively don't care about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there there is that you know portion of people who go eat at a restaurant and then tip tip poorly. Yeah, like fuck them, make them. They should get another job. Like, well, <laughs> now your behavior. When you you know go to the goddamn grocery store, could bankrupt and or kill one of these people that you didn't fucking tip. I mean, in theory, yeah, you're right. In theory, like it, you know, it's, it's hard to say one person's action does that, but it collectively, yeah, yeah. Like, like what happens if you're a server, right, and you get corona? Uh, you can't work. Like one, you can't work. Two, or you go to work. Or two, yeah, you go to work, and then you continue to serve all the you know baby boomer white people who don't tip you. <laughs> and then four of them contracted. One of them dies. Like shit goes sideways really quick. Yeah, dude. It's not yeah, just it's... a fluke. <clears throat> Yeah, it's really making you consider, or some some people, it's making me and a lot of people I've talked to, it's making them really consider their decisions now. Like I've had people just like be like, I don't know if I should actually be going out in public because, like, I had a friend that he's like afraid to go out in public because he might have been exposed to it and he doesn't know for sure. So he's like, so it just makes him want to stay home, you know, and. I don't know. It's like people are really thinking about what their actions are. Some people, at least, that I'm talking to. Yeah. And, and, and that's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. Because there's no way that he's going to – like he can't roll up into anywhere right now and just straight up get tested. 
Right, yeah. I mean, you know, and there, there's not somewhere he can just roll up into and get a fucking vaccine. That's a ways away. Yeah. So it's 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 really odd. And and, and before we got started recording, um like you had mentioned that a friend of ours was scared, and that you had mentioned that you were scared. And and, and what what was my what was my response to that? Yeah, wasn't it just like what are you scared about? Yeah, yeah. Like like I and I'm I don't think I used the word scared. I, I think I used some other word. But but that was the, the essence of the the, the feelings the of something coming. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I'm I'm not saying this to be like disruptive or or like to downplay it, but what are you scared of? And I uh, ask that because I want to know. Like yeah, everyone is yeah. having a different feeling. Yeah, identify your this. fears, kind of yeah. thing. Like talk what about you- what you're actually feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's 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 a combination of this the economic the, the the economy collapsing, the virus spreading, and seeing that I feel like the response to what's about to happen is going to not be good enough because there are so many people that do not, they don't see the urgency of what's going to happen because it's not happening right now. You know, the the jobs aren't lost to all at once today. The people aren't kicked out of their houses and their apartments today. That's going to come down the road after this is all settled, you know, like there, there is going to be an economic slowdown that I don't think we've seen. Um, I, I, I would say even 2007 was not, there was not this abrupt stop on top of it. Right. Right. And that, uh, I don't know. I I just see this potential for pandemonium and uh, that's what I keep. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I keep saying. So it's not scared. It's like, and I'm in the healthcare system. So I'm seeing this front line of this thing starting to balloon. I saw it go from a count of one on Saturday to Sunday night. We had 11 or 12. And so it's just starting to get to us and it's just starting to expand. And I'm on the front line and I'm seeing it start to happen. And I'm seeing the, there's people just worried about getting it all around me at the hospital. You know, it's really, you're just right up on it. You got to be very careful more and more people are going to start feeling this way. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. It's, is, is it like an apprehension maybe? Well, it's just, if, if, if like, if you don't want to categorize it as, you know, fear. Well, it's not, see apprehension would, it, it, it implies or scared. They imply some, uh, some kind of psychological to where it stops you from doing things. And I mean, it's not stopping me from doing shit. Like I, I'm like excited, not excited for it, but I'm just like ready to tackle it as a, as really at the hospital. That's my thing I'm going to do. I'm just going to fight COVID-19 for a while. You know, that's, that's my, that's my answer to it. So I'm not scared. I'm, I'm bowing up. I'm going at it, but okay. I just, I worry. I'm scared for other people. I'll say that I'm mean, scared for other people. Okay. And, 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 and I think that's, that's really what I'm where I'm coming at it from like uh, 
you know, I've been talking to my wife a lot this week specifically about this. And one of the things that, that, that like occurred to us is she said, what if I don't get to go to work? She's a, she's a server. Yeah. And she's like, what if I don't get to go to work? And I was like, well, we'll be fine. It's like, but that's a lot of money. Like I need, we need that money. And, you know, we're in a position where I can just say, we're going to be fine. We might have some debt, might yeah. have to some credit cards, but ultimately our children are going to be fed. If we somehow get the virus, we're both healthy and we have health care, like we're going to be fine. You know, and it was at that point I realized I was speaking from a point of privilege. Yeah. Like I can walk out the door confidently and go to fucking Kroger, buy a six pack and feel pretty confident that I'm going to be alive next month. Yeah. And you've got a stay at home job, you know. Uh, on top of that, I work from home, so I'm literally already built for this exact scenario. My my life is, yeah. and while some a lot of comfort comes comes from that, but you know, as as I said earlier, like I haven't, I have a grandmother who is she's she's not she's not one hundred percent when it comes to health. Like we, people are having to stay with her all the time. Like she, she is an at-risk individual. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to visit her. While <laughs> this is the thing, I'm not. I'm not. Because if I am carrying that virus, the last thing I want is for it to be passed to someone that I love, and for them to be affected by it. Yeah, dude, that's another thing that that's that also worries me. You know, I mean, I feel like society is isolating itself more and more already. You know, mm-hmm. you just you know, people don't go to their their grandma's house as much as they used to. You know, when I was little, I mean, you, you were just constantly going to grandma's house or something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe people still do it. I mean, maybe maybe it is still happening as much as it feels like it's all happening less though. Yeah, and like, well, and and we're in different situations. Like when you have children, you want to drop those little shits off at grandma's. <laughs> like that's true. That's probably it. It's like a biased view from not having kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and but to to speak back at the at the whole, what what am I worried about? You're absolutely right. The the economy, like. I'm 37, so I'm nowhere near retirement age. I know for a fact that the re- economy is probably going to recover at some point between now and when I retire. True. Okay. <laughs> my dad is my dad is 60. Right. Will be 60 in like 8 months. You know, he's creeping up closer to retirement. How many people have had their life completely altered in the past four days, five days, because they saw their entire, you know, a, a, a generous portion of their retirement just disappear? Yeah, it's like, you know, there's people that are on a, on a razor's edge. They're like, I think I have enough to make it until I die. Just barely. And then you you have a twenty five percent loss. It seems a lot more concerning all of a sudden. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I was going to retire in 2021, but now it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to do that until 2025. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and that, that may not seem like a lot to me because I'm 37. I'm a, I'm a youngin, but that is life changing for someone who is on the edge of the workforce. Yeah. You know, and as you get older and on the edge of it, you also, you start to lose a step, you know, you're not as good as you once were. And then you become like, if you have to stay, the longer you stay there, the the bigger of a weak link you become and a bigger target for getting fired. Mm -hmm. Oh man. You've usually accumulated raises and had you, you're you're making way more than the young folk. Right. Right. There's uh, it's, 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 it's a moment like this where it's obvious that everything that we take advantage of every single day is built upon a giant house of cards. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like you pull one thing out and suddenly everything else is broken. The, the economy is so fragile. And it, and you know, here's the thing. It always has been like, this is what it does. It's just one bubble after the next. It's one, you just invest in something, number goes up. Oh boy, let's invest more in that. And you just, <laughs> you just feed it, to, you know, until it, until it dies. And then you feed, and then something, you feed else. something else. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's been going on forever. It's the silliest idea, uh, strategy for spreading resources adequately to all humans on the planet. <laughs> it's awful. <Man. laughs> Like th- th- this week was the first week in a very long time that I was thinking, man, instead of this 401k shit, I should probably just put all my money in a mattress somewhere. <laughs> That's where my retirement fund should be just under my mattress. Yeah. But yeah, but it's even the dollar, you know, can you trust it forever? It's, I don't know. No. Ah. Uh, Yep. So this, so this that's is why you put all family. your money in toilet paper. I mean, that's that's what's happening. A lot of people are just <laughs> investing in toilet paper. It's about as good of a place to put it as anywhere else right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking sad when you really think about it. A lot of people think the best place to put their money right now is in toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like. Like there, there are certain things the government could do, you know, to ease the collapse. Uh huh. But I don't trust this specific government to know who the right person to give the money to is, because that's what it comes down to. Is it's giving, yeah, yeah. like you, you can you can dress it up all you want and call it a bailout or a whatever. They're putting money back into the economy to try to prop it up until yeah. it covers itself. And what a, a bailout, a bailout was given what last week? Yeah. Like 1.5 billion or something. Oh, dude, let's do a trillion. 1.5 trillion. It was a trillion. Jesus Christ. It's an order of magnitude bigger than a billion and a billion is fucking colossal. And we look at it like pennies when we're talking about, the the global economy or the the national 
debt or, you know, the Federal Reserve's. Uh, I mean, like, during that 2008 collapse, they dumped... S- you know what? I... I I, I think they only dumped seven hundred billion into that one. Mm-hmm. It's like a big bailout package. We, we yeah. did one point five trillion, and, and the economy kept going down. <laughs> <laughs> Which and and that tells me like it's not about the economy. Like if you're going to give a uh, one point five billion to who they give it to. Like what? What? What does that? What does that mean? What? what did they give it to? I'm assuming rich people. So it's it's really it's 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 liquidity basically, which means they they just type in another 1.5 trillion. Uh, they just create it into the economy. They just create new money from nowhere. They just type it in, but all that extra money allows and they and they basically loan it out at super low interest rates. Which gives them the money they need to put in places to keep things propped up, basically. Oh, this is about to go under. Well, let's just throw two hundred billion into that. Let's throw three hundred eighty billion into this guy's thing, so we can keep everybody running. We don't want this thing collapsing because if one of you collapses, then we all collapse. That's the idea. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, but but it should be just dump one point five trillion into. Every single person sitting at the house or whatever, <laughs> just just give everybody fucking money so they can uh, keep uh, paying their rent and stuff when they're out of out of the house. Mitt Romney even brought up paying everybody a thousand bucks a month until this is over. Everybody, yeah. yeah, yeah. And imagine how much good that would do. Yeah, but because it's the not thing. like that we, money's good. Like it, it, it's how the fuck do I put this? Like. We've, we know trickle-down economics doesn't work. You throw all the money at the rich people, they keep all the money. Yeah, they just invest it. They just inflate all this stock. They just put yeah. it all in the stock. That's cl- the numbers are going up. Put all the money there. But the thing is, if you throw money at poor people, and this, again, I, I apologize for how blunt and mean this is going to sound. But if you throw money at poor people, they're going to spend it. Yeah. It doesn't into matter the economy. what you spend it on. It's They're going to put it into the economy. It's going to go into the economy. Whether they're buying fucking diapers or rent money or a goddamn Buick Century. like, Or for some people, it just goes into savings. And that's good, too. Yes. Like, it's, it is win-win. Specifically yeah, but, in this in this scenario, because not only does that money go into the economy, but also it prevents so many bad things from happening. Yeah, yeah, it really does, dude. Because you know, and even you saying you'll you'll just take on some debt when you're when you're broke. Uh, some of them will be able to take on debt, but they'll be they'll be fucked for six months trying to get out of it. You know, like it it's going to have lasting effects on people, even the, the people that that get through it. It weakens you. Yeah. Makes you more vulnerable. So the next time any kind of little catastrophe happens, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and ultimately, like the government's job is to, to, is to work to benefit 
the citizens of, of, you know, of the country. Yeah. And I think we've grown, like, I'd like to think that we've grown past the idea, or at least the majority of, of, of Americans have, that let's give businesses and, 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 and these abstracted out versions of people the benefit of the, the benefit of the doubt. We can't. Say, say that again. I don't quite get what you mean. Uh, who are you talking about when you say give the benefit of the doubt? Like the businesses, and then you said somebody and, and, and like the the rich people and the businesses. We've always given them the benefit of the doubt. If we make sure their day is okay, they're going to make sure everyone under them has a great day. Yeah, that's the theory, right? Yeah, that's and the like we have to move past that. You know, <laughs> there are situations where that's the case. I'm not going to lie; like, not everyone is fucking evil. Uh, my employer, I'm not going to go into who that is, but when Trump first came into office and did all these fucking tax cuts and, you know, uh, businesses were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. They literally just cut me a check for a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good. That's a good move. I like that. That was that was awesome. Sure. They probably could have cut me a check for three thousand or four thousand dollars. <laughs> but Fine. You know, but that's water on the under the bridge. I had I had bills I had to pay. Yeah. You know. But we have to get to a point to where you just give the money to the people. It's our fucking money to start with. Yep. And and, and you know, that's that's the that's the crazy thing here is as my I think most people see are starting to see that it's true. We can't they, the same way we've been trying to do this is not gonna work. But I don't think that they're going to do anything to help. <laughs> you know, that's know. that's what I think it's about to happen. That's what really the pandemonium I'm talking about comes into play is because I don't think they're actually going to do anything. And and everybody sees it now. Everybody's calling it out and they're not going to do anything. And that's where you're going like, to be social strife and stuff. And then you've got social strife while they're saying, sorry, only six people can gather. <laughs> That's just got disaster written all over it. <laughs> well, the good news is, is uh, saying six people can only six people can gather doesn't really mean anything these days because people can gather in mass online. It's not like they're shutting anybody up by saying, hey, you can't gather. That is true. That is true. And I have sense like there's a lot more um there's a lot more online conversation happening lately. I don't I don't know if you've been on like face like Facebook just seems highly active. Highly active. The memes have just been on point. Like yeah. I I saw someone the other day said I think COVID-19 might be the best meme season we've ever seen and he he might be right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like this is way better than like the the the, the Epstein didn't kill himself or the the, the fucking Storm <laughs> Area Fifty One nonsense. Like this is Pizza Gate. <laughs> yeah, this kills Pizza Gate, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we that we, is very true, and and it. But but I've also seen positives in that. Uh, like the 
the spreading of education on COVID-19 is just like fucking, I mean, it's across the board. I feel like everybody has somewhat of a grasp. You know, we were able to just stroll right past that conversation because we're pretty confident. Most right. people get it all. And, and like the people who are dismissive of it, they stick out more like a sore thumb in this scenario than many of the other scenarios where the fucking sore thumbs won't shut the fuck up. It's true. It's true. You know? Cause, cause like the, all, always the, the, the best response that you can have is better safe than dead. Better safe than dead. Yeah. Like it's interesting that this is happening in March and April of uh, an election year. Okay. Because how this plays out over the next five months could very, very well inform what happens in November. And not just at the presidential level. Interesting. What do you mean? Like, uh, like there could be a big sweep of the Senate and the House and everything? Is that what you mean by it? Or what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, like like there could be a lot of seats changed if like it, if the public is unhappy with how all of this is handled from the, you know, the virus itself to the economy to the recovery. There could be sweeping changes. There could be. There and could it, be. And it's and, and the memory will be pretty recent. In that, that a lot of people will probably still be going through some of this shit. See, now this is this is where I'm gonna. I, I kind of, I tend to see it a little differently, and it's it's my critique of um, the cultural narrative that is told that the that society hears, like because of this mismanagement, it creates so much. Uh, confusion and disorientation that it allows for narratives to quickly evolve into a new narrative and we completely forget what just happened you know like we comp- do you realize that Donald Trump was acquitted from an impe- impeachment about 2 months ago <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it feels like that's just ancient history like it it doesn't matter it's like completely irrelevant i'd be fucking right oh my god I, you're 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 making some good points. Like I get it, and it's it's the it's the world we live in where shit only lasts like a week, you know. Yeah. Hyper normalization. Hi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What whatever you know, he's just normalizing all of this. It's it's just going to become normalized. Um, mass shutdowns will just become normalized. Yeah. Banning uh, large public events. Is that going to become normalized? Is the, the travel bans that have been put into place, will they just be normalized? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> but I do think that if one thing that comes out of this is more companies are going to continue with their work from home stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can just see that. You can see work. that this that that is going to uh, probably be semi permanent for a lot of people, and then it makes you wonder what else is going to be semi permanent. You can feel this big change happening right here. Yeah. It's like, oh, we we sent Doug home to work. 
uh, and he's still doing the same job, and now it costs less. <laughs> Shit. Why didn't we do this six years ago? I wonder what the reasoning is. It's probably, it's pro- you know what it is? It's boomers. <laughs> the, the boomers that run it all, they, they don't... <laughs> Oh yeah, you're just gonna send these people home. They're gonna jerk off, and they'll, they'll suck. You know, it'll just be worse. But yeah, I, jerk I know off. human they nature. Know. I totally get human nature. You know, <sighs> this kind of dumb shit. Sorry, they're all gonna be drinking and jerking off, but they're also gonna be doing your their job because you, you well, still they do that. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, dude, feed somebody's meth habit. As long as I get the job done, who cares? <laughs> Oh god, we gotta send someone to Doug's house. We gotta do a meth check. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like there's just cert- there are certain things that have happened, certain shutdowns that have happened that I know the American people will not allow to be normalized. Like yeah. in about two or three weeks, people are going to start actually wondering when the fuck the NBA is coming back. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, uh, all right, all right. I'm I'm tired of talking about this, this 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 virus shit. My grandmother's alive. When does baseball start? You know, like <laughs> there will be a lot of people who are very vocal about let's get this shit back to normal because I still don't see the effects. And ultimately, that's what's going to happen. Isn't that crazy though? That you think you actually think there's more likely to be public outcry for the return of the NBA over <laughs> a whole host of things that need to change. You know? <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Like, don't let this shit creep up into college football season. There'll be a million man march for fucking returning football, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, that is totally some shit out of a, what's that movie? Idiocracy. Or Idi- Idiocracy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, dude, I mean, basically, you know, I think shit's real. Shit's getting real. Yeah. 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 Shit. Shit is real. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I kind of want to say, hey, why don't we meet again in a, a fucking two months to see how see see what the progress is? But I don't know if if we'll have anything to say in two months. Yeah, and yeah, and I I would say like what we don't need to do is in this podcast only with the critique. Like we probably need to discuss like what what are you going to do personally like through this period? Because you know it, you're right, we are going to make it. We're still going to have to go day by day making it. And like, what are we going to do in the world? And what, what kind of, what are, what are we going to put out there to help other people make it too? You know, like, if you care about that, you know, I, it depends on who you are, but some people care about that shit. Are you, are you saying like in, in conjunction with this specific pandemic or just going forward? Like, well, I just think that we're in a time change, of crisis. Like, like I think we're in a time of crisis. Change. I think we're in a time of crisis, and uh, you know, I, I I think like good people need to, are going to have to step up right now because uh, I don't know. I, there, I've just seen a lack of leadership, and I don't know. It's like people people are going to have to start being leaders in, in their own little world in their own little world that they that they can control. 
being a leader in that world, you know, keeping shit going, reduce yeah. the pandemonium. Hmm. I feel like the pandemonium is like, that is the, that's the reflex. I don't, I don't feel like there's a, like a, like a bad person who is stoking the pandemonium. There, there's some ignorance floating out there, but. Oh no, I think there absolutely are people that, that are stoking it. I mean, there's absolutely these groups of terrible people that want to see things burn. There are people like that. Hmm. Well, well, well there, there's a there's one thing like enjoying the, the enjoying watching the world burn, but what are they doing to encourage it? But no, what I just think there are just just bad people out that are not helping; they're harming. It's it's possible. Yes, there are bad people. I I just don't think that there's someone fucking running the streets going, "Whoa, the end is nigh." Oh, no, you know, not those type of people. Not so many of those type. Yeah. Well, they're probably just shit posting on the internet, though, and they're all- <laughs> or they're like, if you get COVID, make sure you rub it on everyone's faces. Like, I don't think that person exists. <laughs> COVID blankets, hand COVID blankets to the homeless. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I could be wrong. Um, yeah. What am I going to change? I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea. Um, I, I'm obviously going to change my behavior during, you know, d- during and directly after the pandemic period, because I don't, I don't know if I could live with myself if I knew that my behavior caused someone to straight up die. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, afterwards, I don't know if I'm going to do anything different. Yes, yeah, so like, uh, like, but, but, but I do, but I, but I do think that this, this so far has just changed my entire mindset about a lot of, a lot of like things that affect the the under the underprivileged. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of opened my eyes that that all of this shit is kind of connected, and if one thing goes bad. It, it, you can't just cut it off and let the rest of it grow. Like, if one thing goes bad, everything else is likely going to go bad as well. And it, it is always going to be the the, the 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 people who are least prepared for it that will suffer. Yeah, I'll tell you something else that's triggered in me, and I'm wondering if you're encountering this too. Uh, like, it's it's making me way more aware of. Um, the material goods that I actually need, like it's 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 you're way more aware of your material uh, needs right now. It feels like you are you feeling that at all? Kind of. Like you know, the toilet paper is an example. Yeah, it's um, a terrible example. The behavior it, at grocery it, stores. It, it, and, yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. I went to go buy toilet paper and they didn't have any. And I was like, what? Like, I literally have to take a shit. Like, (laughs) and, and so like, I had to come back. Like I had to just shit at the store. And then I came back after a friend of mine was like, Hey man, they get, they've got some toilet paper first thing in the morning, you know? And when I went there, typically I would just buy like a nine pack or whatever I usually buy. I bought two of them. You know, yeah. I didn't stock up like crazy, but I didn't yeah, want didn't. this to be an issue for me for quite a while. 
Yeah, you just bought, you just bought two. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of felt bad for buying two. The limit wasn't the limit was three, but I was like, I don't need two. I need one. Yep. And I guess if every single person does that, that's how we end up in the the scenario that we're in now. Yeah, because normally when you would go to the grocery store, you'd buy one. Right. That's normally what you would do. It's like yeah. everybody collectively changing their behavior. Even if it's just a little bit. Like I went went to the store and they didn't have corn. Like I've never been to the store and they didn't have just fucking canned <laughs> corn. Corn shortage. A corn shortage. And oh yeah, yeah, people always get the canned corn, man. If you're gonna get canned goods, you go on canned corn, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but yeah, yeah. I, I do. Th- I've been. I have been thinking about more. You know, what do I actually need? You know, what, yeah. What, what at this store, like like the Kroger, my near me hasn't had hasn't had uh, meat at all all week. Really? So like, I'm having to build a a diet around no meat or like. Meat that comes on stuff that I'm already buying, you know, like for yeah. So it's it's just so fucking weird, man. But yeah, so yeah, I just I, I don't know. I feel this uh, there's this material need and this concern about um, I don't know shortages and stuff, and and the yeah, like. I'll tell you the the economy dropping like this and seeing that seeing this uh, weird consumer behavior. It, it makes you start to worry about supply chains, and if if those get broken, then it takes them a while to correct. Yeah, that's that's another concern I'm seeing. Thing up, I've seen a lot of people just brazenly using like the the pictures of empty store shelves to try to make some sort of social commentary. It's like, oh god, well. This to see these empty shelves. Well, this is just a preview of Bernie's America. Or um, a lot of people that, bitch about socialism uh, and, and say that you'll have empty shelves when it's actually happening today in real life in capitalism. Yeah, exactly. You know? and and I'm just like, it, can it? It's probably neither of these two things. Like both of you need to shut the fuck up. No, that, no. I think the second one is absolutely correct. It's not as black and white as either of those examples are trying to make it. And neither of those arguments are doing anything of value. Yeah. It's it's yeah, basically two people pulling their dicks out going, my dick is big because of capitalism. No, your dick is small because of capitalism. Look at how big my socialist dick is. It's like, shut the fuck up, both of you. See, I would just would have left it at your dick is small because of capitalism. I would have never went. <laughs> Look at my big socialist dick. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. And how big of how much bigger of a conversation is socialism versus capitalism these days? This is very new. This is very normalized. That's true. It's discussion at this point. Everyone actually not only is it normalized, it's encouraged these days. So many people want to talk so loudly and obnoxiously about both of those those things yeah uh, yeah well the people that there, there's people that do it correctly and there's people that don't and the people that do it correctly just internalize the ideas and try to try to live by them as much as possible yeah you know? and confront confront race racist motherfuckers at times and confront 
I don't know. I think that's part of the duty too. It's like you have to confront the the shit that's bad. You have to confront it. That's that's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. But confrontation is a uh, very people don't want to do that right now. Except for the ones that want to. Or except for the ones that they have, they have nothing to lose. And I think like if you're not careful, you're gonna that, that number is going to grow. Yeah. Uh, well, Danny boy. I th- I think I think we've uh we've uh It's too long. No, it's not too long. We've just we've we spent our all of our our corona energy. Spent the corona energy. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I'm just I, I want to leave it again with we we gotta we gotta be leaders just around each other. Just every person you deal with, just think of yourself as now because maybe you see you see people less. Think of when you actually are around them. Uh, does it, does it, it's valuable moments and lead. No, that's, that's that's my piece. Well, m- mine's going to be a bit more blunt and not as uh, <laughs> pie in the sky. Uh, pie in the sky. <laughs> like you may not understand. I'm, I'm speaking to everyone here. You may not understand why you're being asked to do something, but if you're being asked to do it by someone who knows what they're talking about or has an education that is far beyond yours, please just shut up and do it. <laughs> just shut up and do it. Like I don't care that your concert was canceled this week. Get over it and just do it. You will be helping people that you go, that you will not ever see with your face. Just yeah. know that your behaviors have consequences. You're right. That's, that's the other side of the, of the message. Yeah. Lead. But also, if you don't want to lead, then follow the ones that you think are like leading. <laughs> actually leading, you know, like actually leading. Yeah. Not just the the title. Do you want to take us out? Or yeah, you're the host. You're the fucking host of this. Take us out. Three, two, one. Here we go. Exiting this fucking show. It's been a great time, don't you know? I've I, I really can't just I just can't do this kind of thing. It's not my style. I'm too white. I'm too white to do that. I didn't I didn't say you had to rap. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just imagine if, like, every host of every show was just a rapper. <laughs> like, I was uh, like, well, welcome to, to Anderson Cooper 360, and then he breaks out into a fucking rap so to introduce <laughs> all the uh, guests for the day. Yeah, yeah, way to way to completely crash and burn the end of this podcast, buddy. That's what I do. That's what I do. But I'm gonna own it. Don't for oh oh, and before you go, don't forget to get the ransom, shoot the hostage. See you next time. And three, <laughs> two, one, we are out.
Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts, The Black Pocket Podcast, The Unapologetic Experience, and Shellheads, a TMNT podcast, all available at realitybreached.com. <laughs>